Well, top of the morning to you, Reraw Nation. Hope you are coming off of a fantastically successful weekend. Uh, welcome to the beginning of a new week. I love Mondays because, uh, you know, I know Sunday's like the start of the week, but Monday's kind of nice because, you, you, to be honest with you, it's like where we get to start, right? It's like the you get through the weekend chaos, you get an opportunity to do some follow-up, to reset. Maybe some of you are taking a, a day of uh, rest and recharge. And if you are, then thank you even more for uh, for tuning in. But yeah, Monday's just um, Monday's great, and I love Mondays. I I, I hope you uh, I hope you are able to reflect positively on everything you've done over the last few days in the in the past week. So let's jump into it. So what are we doing today? Well, let's talk. Um, I want to talk about a controversial company that a lot of people don't like to to talk about. And, uh, yeah, there's things about every company I don't like, just like, you know, we all have our flaws. We all have things we're not, you know, thrilled about, uh, with, with other people or places or things or whatever. Uh, but there's positives too, and we got to focus on the positives. So I wanted to share with you about, uh, an experience that I went through in leveraging Zillow. In fact, I don't pay Zillow a dime, um, but they, uh, they're actually making me a bunch of money. And I want to talk to you about how I'm doing that and share with you, how I think you could do that for yourself and uh, for your clients. And if you, even if you aren't actually making money off of Zillow, show you a way that you could leverage Zillow or companies like them, like, um, let's see, like Open Door. Uh, what else? Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Offerpad. There's just whatever. There's a bajillion of them out there uh, that just have opportunities that you can uh, exploit and leverage. So today I'm going to share with you an experience uh, that I went through a while back with Zillow. And it's, it's, uh, it's far enough back that I could really talk about it with perspective because I've gone through this more than once now. So here we go. So, whew, deep breath. Sometimes I just like whew, try to do it all in one big breath there and then get myself all winded like a good workout. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Zillow. Zillow is a great company. Uh, they've, they are changing the industry for better or for worse. And, uh, you just have to accept that at this point. And it doesn't mean that we can't do something to, uh, to initiate change or to fight back or, or, you know, maintain our place as agents, uh, in the business. But to say that Zillow isn't a great company would, would be, um, it would be unfair because they've, they've, I mean, I know they've made a lot of money off of the agents, but let's be honest. I mean, they've, They've been really transparent about how they spend their money and what their long-term objectives are and how they plan to, uh, you know, to make change in the business, right? So for us to act as if they're really terrible and we didn't see this coming and whatever would be, I don't know, I just don't think it would be really fair. But while I don't think it's good to be spending money with Zillow, um, I, I am so happy with all the access to information that even myself as an agent, not spending money with Zillow has access to, right? Like, so I get, I get to go on there and I can, I can dig in, I can look at reports, I can look at all kinds of data and demographics that are interesting, uh, from a real estate agent perspective that could help ultimately benefit my business. And I don't know if you've ever lost out on a listing to this, but Zillow buys homes, and they've got this great feature called Zillow Offers, where a consumer, without ever talking to you or I, can go onto their website and request an offer directly from Zillow. And Zillow's buying houses like in most parts of the country, and they're not always going to buy. Sometimes it's not a good fit for them, and sometimes they're willing to make an offer, and it's just not a good fit for the seller, in which case they may reach out to an agent. 
Not everybody knows about this, both consumers or agents alike, but a while back, and it was quite a while back, I mean, it was probably, I don't know, sometime in the last 12 to 18 months, I got to take a survey. And it was a paid survey. It was like a consultative uh, survey. Took quite some time to go through, but they paid, it was like a couple hundred dollars that was paid for it. So this isn't cheap research. And one of the questions that was asked was, did you know that you, the agent, can also leverage Zillow offers? And I thought, that's kind of funny. I thought that that was just like a seller thing. So I start digging in and I start doing research after this survey. And I start thinking about how this could apply for my business or to my business and what benefit it would be to me to, I don't know, to like, does this have a place anywhere? And I quickly realized it does in fact have a place. Even as a listing agent, Zillow offers could have a great place for me, the agent, not because I'm in love with Zillow, not because I'm paying Zillow a bunch of money, but because guess what Zillow has a bunch of? They have money. Zillow has a bunch of money and they are buying houses with that money. And because they have a bunch of money and they're buying houses with that money, if I have a listing, it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense for me to go see if they might want to buy the house that I'm about to list. So I want to share with you an experience that I went through with them. It wasn't perfect. It's a lot about the Zillow offers process I was underwhelmed by. And I, I see a lot of the flaws and I see how it can be frustrating, especially if you're a real estate agent and understand the, the process that, that we all go through to sell homes. Uh, and I also think that uh, I found some areas that may, may be uh, unintentionally deceptive to the consumer, where the consumer might think that they have uh, more representation or, or uh, somebody looking out for them perhaps through the, through the offer process than they really do. And... Uh, it was very eye-opening. So let me explain and give some clarity because I think a lot of folks, they hear the, the, the idea of Zillow offers and they're like, screw that. That's total crap. They're ripping everybody off. And then what you see is uh, title companies and agents alike putting side-by-side -side comparisons, like what you get if, you, uh, if Zillow buys your house and what you get if a real estate agent buys your house. And it's like, oh, Zillow doesn't charge uh, a commission. But what they do charge is a 15% transaction fee. And then like real estate agents are like, I don't even charge half of that, you know, like whatever it is, right. But it would be inaccurate to make that statement. And I'm going to explain why as I talk to you about the exact process that I went through and the information that would be important for you to know. So you can figure out if Zillow offers is a good thing for you to leverage on a listing. And then after all that, I'm going to share with you. Uh, actually, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Maybe before that, I'll share with you how I thought this could apply to one of my listings, okay? So here we go. I have a client, is a long time past client I've been working with for, I don't know, almost since the beginning of my real estate career in 2013. And they are selling off multiple properties and one of the properties um, was, uh, we we're gonna be more aggressive than anybody had ever been on a price in that neighborhood. We were listing incredibly high and it was worth pushing the limits. This is a client who loves to uh, to list high, and I fully support that. Uh, I love it when people test my limits and my, and my capabilities as well. So uh, fearful as it can make me at times, I go, all right, man, let's buckle up and go for the ride, right? So anyway, we list a, we're going to list a property for sale. We get all the pictures done. Everything's dialed in. But because we list so aggressively high, and as you know, as an agent, there's usually a couple options. You either list high and you be patient or you list a bit lower or closer to fair market value. And in like the hottest market ever, you could get like nine bajillion offers in five minutes, right? 
Well, this property was chilling on the market for a little while. Uh, you know, it was, it's in a very good location, but there were some things that, you know, turned a few people off it back to a road and not everybody likes backing to a road. Um, you know, the, the location specifically in the community was closer to the entry. So it meant a little bit more community drive by traffic as people, you know, get up and go to work and, and all that stuff. Right. So there, there always seemed to be something, even in a low inventory salute, uh, environment where people were like, you know, this solves a lot of problems for me, but I got to be really honest with you. Like, even with strained inventory positions right now, you guys are asking like for a top of the mark kind of deal. Um, and I, you know, I'm not going to pay that price for a couple of these things. It's just too much. Right. And so we weren't getting the activity we wanted. And so I'm kind of freaking out na naturally. So, right. Because I've had a ton of listings through this crazy pandemic and they all sell in like half a second. And I can't tell you how many houses I've sold off market because that's like the easiest sale ever in a seller's market. Right. So, Anyway, we bring this house to market. Everything's cool. We, we have it on the market for two or three weeks. It's just not getting the activity that we want. And I start thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I got to figure out a way to do this. Maybe what I need to do is leverage an offer from, uh, from a couple different places. And uh, open door, you can ask for offers from them. You can ask for an offer from Zillow. There's, there's like, I don't know, like a dozen of these places that you can go and request an offer from. And so I went on to, keeping in mind the survey that I had taken the year prior, I went on to Zillow offers and I went and applied. Now it's cool because I didn't know at first that you could do this, but basically after having gone through that survey and then I finally went through the actual process, I, I realized that when you go through the Zillow offer process, you select whether you are the seller and owner of the property or the agent representing the seller. So naturally I select, I'm the agent and I put my contact info in and it basically means that they will talk to me instead of my, um, my client. Now, I, I'm not here to give you legal advice and you shouldn't take this as such, but I would highly recommend that you do have a, a listing agreement in place and you actually have exclusive agency before you do this. Otherwise, you don't really have the right to be talking to them anyway, right? So have something in writing that from the seller that gives you permission to actually sell their house. Now, I, I didn't ask the seller if I could do this because it doesn't matter. My job is to find them a buyer. It doesn't matter who the buyer is. So I applied to see if their house met the criteria for uh, for Zillow offers. And as it turns out, it did. So Zillow came back and they said, Hey, uh, we'd be interested. And we're going to, over the next few days, uh, determine what we believe is a market value. So imagine the Zestimate that, that everybody hates, right? Uh, oh, it's, it's so, uh, in, it's so wrong all the time. The margin of error is terrible, all that stuff. Well, what they do is they actually will go in and have, uh, they'll do their algorithmic process as well. I presume the, the Zestimate has a play in that, but they also have real life people running some numbers and analytics as well to make sure they can give you a real market value. And this is where it gets interesting. They come back with a market value and they say, hey, we just want to let you know, like, these are the, uh, here's the market value that we think, right? This is not a formal offer, but this is based on the information you provided, the condition of the property and the features and amenities that you just represented to us. This is what we believe the property uh, is worth to us, this is what we'd like to offer. And they also provide you an estimate for closing costs and all kinds of stuff, right? And they don't charge a commission, but they do charge a transaction fee. So pay attention to this because this is probably one of the most important parts. When real estate agents talk about how you can net more by using an agent instead of getting like a Zillow offer, for example, because Zillow charges like 15% in, in fees and all that stuff, it's important to understand that that is not uh, a consistent 
figure. Zillow will charge a transaction fee that ranges between roughly 0.1% of the sale price. So think about that, 0.1% of the sale price, all the way up to between 13 and 15%, which I'm told directly from the rep I spoke with at Zillow through this transaction is quite rare. We ended up with a transaction fee of 2.6% which we felt was pretty fair. And I'm not going to discuss specific percentages of, of what was offered to a buyer's agent, but the reality is, is we felt that was fairly in line with what would have been uh, paid to a buyer's agent anyway. So we thought, you know, 2.6% seems like a reasonable transaction fee. And since they don't, Zillow actually doesn't charge commission, they charge a transaction fee, but guess what they also don't do? They don't accept the buy side commission. So that means that you as the listing agent uh, or listing broker, I should say, ultimately have a choice. Your broker can either say, great, we're going to keep the full listing commission, including what the buy side would have had, because if you're not going to cooperate with that commission, that's fine. We'll keep it for ourselves." Or you may say, gosh, 2.6% could be offset if I reduced my total commission by the buy side since I'm not going to take, uh, I'm not, Zillow has their own representation. I'm not technically representing Zillow. So I'm going to go ahead and concede the buy side commission, only take the list side and use that as an offset. Now you don't have to do that. Of course, that's, that's between you and your broker, but it could make a lot of sense. Now, if they came back by the way and said, oh, our transaction fee is 7% or 9% or 10%, I would not have advised my client that this would be a productive offer based on where things are at. But they gave us uh, a full. They gave us an offer that was within. I think their offer was 0.7 percent lower than list price, something like that. We were listed at 550,000. They came in at 546.5. Their transaction fee was 2.6 percent. Again, I could choose to concede the buy side commission to offset that 2.6 percent. Okay, and then some potentially. And, uh, and then the big question is, is where's that bait and switch, James, because you know, they're going to hustle you on, uh, on repairs. Well, here's the cool part. They actually do a full inspection on the property in most cases before they solidify their offer. So here's how it works. I applied for Zillow offers, right? Then they come back and they give me this quote unquote market value. It's essentially their CMA. They disclose all the fees, uh, like the transaction fee, their closing costs were, I want to say it was $3,392 or $3,394. And it may be different in the state or, or province that you're in, but the reality is, is that's a consistent fee. Like they, in the state of California, like that's just what they charge to close. So even though they represented it as 0.6% of the, of the purchase price, the reality is it was a flat fee. And it didn't matter if it was a, a $300,000 house or a $300 million house. It was the same. Okay. So I start looking at this and I'm like, I'll be damned. This is like pretty good, actually. Like, what's the deal? So I contact the seller and I said, hey, so, you know, I'm a real estate agent, obviously. And due to, uh, due to my position, I have access to reps at different companies. And as such, I decided that I would reach out to a few different places that are starting to invest in real estate, one of which is Zillow. And after speaking to uh, one of my reps at Zillow, uh, they've uh, to see if they'd have an interest in your property, a member of their acquisition team said that they would 
uh, have an interest, and they have given us a, a soft estimated offer. And here, I'd like to send it to you. Would you potentially have an interest? And they said, my gosh, yeah, that sounds great. So the customer asked, well, how did they come up with a transaction fee of 2.6%? I, in this particular case, did waive and concede the buy side commission. I felt like it was appropriate based on my longstanding history with this client, and it ultimately was in their best interest to do this. Um, so what I did is I conceded that, and then we went over all the closing costs and all that stuff, and they said, well, what about repairs? I said, they're going to come out and do an inspection if you're interested in considering moving forward, which he was. And he said, well, what about that 2.6% though? How did they come up with that? And I said, well, and this is important for you to know too, uh, fellow listeners, okay? You, they come up with a percent based on a variety of different things, uh, not all of which I could even possibly iterate on a podcast to you. But it's important for you to know that some of the considerations would be, sure, they're, they're algorithmic. Um, evaluation of how long it's going to take the property to resell once they close on it. How desirable is the area? What's like the walk score? What is it in close proximity to? So let's say, for example, you're in a densely populated area, and this is a property that is under the average sale price, right, for the for the area. Um, and it's close to a lot of great stuff. The walk score is great, good schools, all those things. Then the transaction fee will probably be lesser if and say the property takes like on average like 30 days to sell right whatever the transaction fee would be a lot less than if it was like a rural area where houses sell once every you know five years and it usually sits on the market for eight months right so essentially they're for lack of a better way to put it you're kind of their transaction fee is going to cover uh, some of their turn and carrying costs okay Anyway, so let's fast forward. So uh, we decide that we're uh, we're interested in moving forward. We still don't know if it's going to work out yet. So we go ahead and schedule the inspection. Now, again, we're not under contract with them. We're still showing the property actively to other folks, and we can actually like accept an offer if we want to. But we decided we're going to go move forward with the inspection. Inspection comes back, and Zillow asked for a total of eight hundred dollars in repairs, and we decided to apply that as a credit towards the uh, you know closing cost and and. It was totally fine, right? Now, I hear a lot of real estate agents say, well, it's a bait and switch and it's never, you know, read the fine print. Uh, it's a 23 or 24 page contract. I'm not staring at it right now. I'm not looking at it. And I don't recall off the top of my head, but it was 23 or 24 pages. It was definitely one of those two numbers. And I actually read through the entire contract front to back two times. Um, and I spent probably four hours reading that contract. And you might say, James, you're the slowest reader on the face of the earth. No, it's just that I give a damn. And so I took my time really making sure that I understood it because I, as, as many of you listening may have feel, felt, I felt like, well, what's the catch? Where's, where am I going to be surprised in this contract? Okay. There's no surprises. Are there a couple of terms that are different than a traditional real estate uh, contract that you or I might be used to working? Sure. Because this is a, a Zillow contract drafted by their uh, legal team. And it's the one that they, they require you to use if you're going to transact with them. But that is ultimately fine. I read it. I didn't see any issues. I gave it to the client to read. They didn't see any issues. We spoke to the rep at Zillow, and they were fine. Everything was good. Uh, and we got clarification on any questions that we had, and we decided to move forward. 
Now here's the cool part. The seller has the option to close anywhere between 14 and 90 days. In this case, it was an investment property, so we opted to close pretty damn fast. But what's cool about it is the seller had the opportunity, let's say that they needed to find another property or they needed to get their effects in order or they need, like whatever, right? They have time to figure out where, what, like what their next move is. So you could push it out to 90 days. And then if your circumstances change, you could reach out to their closing team and you could pull it forward. Now, Zillow does not require that you use their closing team, by the way. Um, but it is, uh, but it is incredibly competitive on the pricing. In fact, we found in this particular case, it was, uh, it was a better deal. It did not come with, with, uh, without some, you know, uh, there's some give and take there. Um, not bad people, uh, all nice, but, uh, let's just say that it wasn't, uh, wasn't as smooth as working with some of the folks that I was used to working with. Okay. Um, but that's all right because I set myself up at the beginning and said, Hey, if we move forward with this, it's an opportunity to, um, to try something new. And it's probably going to be a little rocky because we're all learning how to work together through the process. I found it to be abundantly clear that, Zillow offers and their closing team is very used to walking a seller directly through the process, but not used to working with an agent as they go through and navigate that process. Okay. They work with a partner broker in the area and that partner broker uh, will represent Zillow on the deal. That partner broker also does not take a commission. And ultimately what ended up happening is uh, everything that we thought in the original um, market value slash what became the offer that we got um, was exactly what what we did. There was no bait and switch in the middle. It was an actual legally binding contract. And Zillow told us what their repairs were requesting on the front end. There was nothing that changed in escrow and all that stuff, right? Once we were we, we were under contract, everything was all good. I have gone back multiple times over to try and figure out in deals I've done since then where the bait and switch is, and I don't I don't know. I've heard people say, well, Zillow does say that they're going to hold $5,000 back from seller proceeds for up to 30 days until they verify that the property was transferred in the condition it was expected to be in. Yeah, that's something that that they do. But guess what? My seller got 100% of that money back because they did deliver the property in the condition it was expected to be in. People say, well, that's not going to happen. Well, you know what? It's actually not that difficult to get that money back when you think about the... the um, the number of people that Zillow's working to transact with, they're not taking over the whole world, but they do transact with quite a few homes each year. And they're certainly not going to be able to do that if they spend all their time screwing people over, right? So I found overall, even, even with the road bumps, that it was very, very beneficial. And here's the part that I really want you to think about as an agent. Does it mean that every time that you get a listing that you should apply for a Zillow offer or something from Open Door or any of the other dozen places or multiple dozen places that you could request an offer from and you should move forward with one of them? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But what it does mean is it creates an opportunity, particularly in a market that ends up eventually shifting and is no longer a seller's market. And I want you to think about this because this is huge. There is, There will be a time, and I promise, because that's just the way, the, <laughs> eventually it'll be a buyer's market, right? We'll have a surplus of inventory and nobody want nobody want to buy the house, Okay. There's something unbelievable to say uh, about the fact that you have an offer. Now, my intention was not to actually, was not, I didn't think in any way that we would end up under contract with an accepted offer with Zillow, with all the nightmare stories that I've, you know, and all the presumptions. But we all, myself included, 
I, I bit my tongue or put my foot in my mouth or whatever you want to say because I was like, oh, you know what's crazy? All this time I thought that it was this way, but the reality is now that I've gone through the experience, it's very different than I had thought, right? Now I have context. I have real experience in going through this. Wow, there's a lot of agents that don't understand this process. I can't believe I was one of them because I chose to, you know, not dig in and research and understand what this looks like. And having gone through the experience now, I've decided that on every single listing moving forward that I ever have, the moment that I ink that paper, the moment that I have an exclusive agency on that listing, I'm submitting for an offer from Zillow, from Open Door, and from as many other places as I, as I can. Because by the time we get the house to market and or start getting other offers, guess what I will get to say if any of those entities decide to write? Even if we don't think it's a good enough offer to move forward with in any capacity, guess what I get to say? Yes, we do have offers. James, does your listing currently have offers? As a matter of fact, we do. How good is the offer? You know, it's pretty good, but we would really appreciate having the opportunity to consider yours as well. We're planning on reviewing the offer on whatever date. Do you think you could have something to me by then? Okay, wonderful. So my point is, you can use Zillow offers and other companies that provide similar technology and uh, offerings, if you will, to get something that you can then say you have. You're not allowed to just lie about whether or not you have an offer. If someone says, do you have offers and you don't, then no, you say, I don't have an offer. I had one agent tell me, well, I received a market value. And since that's a number in writing, I'm going to say that I have an offer. But the reality is, is they didn't actually send an offer. That was just kind of like their estimate to see if you wanted to continue forward with the process because then they'll do the inspection and all that stuff, right? No, if you get, if you initiate the process and you ultimately get an offer from them, then guess what? You can say, as a matter of fact, we do have an offer. If you work on all this while the house is being prepped for sale, because it's not actually a showing, they're actually doing an inspection on the property, then the cool part is if and when you get to market on the very first day that somebody comes in to see it, if you haven't accepted that Zillow offer, maybe you're considering it, but maybe the seller hasn't accepted that offer, you can still say, well, we do have offers. It seems like we have the chance to potentially move quickly here. So, um, you know, please don't hesitate. Uh, you know, if you want to make a move, then go ahead. It creates a sense of urgency. You and I both know that when somebody else is offered on a property, people start going, holy shit, uh, I didn't think it was that great. Maybe it's better than I thought, you know, and they all of a sudden, it, like they start thinking differently about it, right? Um, or, wow, it really is that good. And I guess I can't afford to wait. But the cool part is, is, Zillow's a cash buyer. You know that they're good for it because they're a massive company. And whether or not it's the easiest deal you've ever done is completely irrelevant because it might be the best opportunity for your seller. I don't love everything about Zillow. I don't, I don't think everybody loves everything about me. <laughs> but you know what I do know is that there is an opportunity for me to make money off of what they have, and I don't have to spend a dime on it. I do not pay Zillow for leads. I don't pay anybody for leads. I do all of my own lead generation. But Zillow has some things that I can exploit and leverage to create opportunity, not only for my business, but for my client, which ultimately is my business. And I would encourage you to consider doing the same. Dig in a little bit more before you make the assumptions. Um, 
I guess that's all I want to say about it. I, I've gone a little bit over what I, I try to stick to about 20 minutes, but this was a really important one. And I want to make sure that you understood that process because it's a powerful one. And I think there's not as many agents out there that could uh, leverage this. There just aren't as many that doing it that could do it. And I think it's a great opportunity for you. Uh, I think you might surprise yourself with how good some of the offers are. And I don't know that they'll always be that way. But like I said, it could be a $500,000 property and they may have offered a freaking dollar on it. It's still something that I can represent that I have an offer. And uh, and it's something that you should consider to to be able to create leverage so that you can hopefully attract another offer if the one that you receive from Zillow uh, doesn't make sense, right? Or any other entity for that matter. Their transactions fee might, uh, the price might be right, but the transaction fee might be too high. That transaction fee might be really low and, and desirable, but their offer could be shit. Uh, maybe they have a bigger request for repairs and you just don't want to deal with that. I mean, I whatever it is, but I think it's really important for you to, as I learned as well, as I continue to learn, because as good as I say about, I'm not the person that judges like that. Like I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to do my research. That was, that was a thing where I was like, you know what? I saw that their fees are like 13% and I just took it for what it was having never gone through the process. And then lo and behold, I take a survey, my eyes are opened up and I'm like, holy crap. I didn't realize that transaction fees could be as low as 0.1%. That's better than even I could do. Like, holy shit, this actually might be good for my seller and I could still represent them on the listing, which would be a really good thing. You should also keep in mind that even if somebody wants to sell their house to Zillow and not include an agent, that Zillow does not represent the seller and that seller still may want representation. So there is an opportunity for you to, uh, to dig in there and get the wheels turning on some marketing opportunities to um, bring in more business. So I'm going to leave you with that. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me, james at reraw.com. If you found this episode, this sales meeting to be beneficial to you, would you please do me a huge favor and, uh, and whatever, whatever you are listening to this podcast on, um, probably like Apple podcast or something like that. Um, but whatever you're listening to this podcast on, would you do me a huge favor and give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. Just let us know like what your biggest takeaway is. And if you have any questions or follow-up, uh, please email me james at reraw.com. That's R-E-R-A-W. So james at reraw.com. And, uh, whether you have questions, comments, feedback, um, we can answer some of that stuff on future episodes, future shows. And if there's topics that uh, that you want us to dive into and discuss, make sure that you include those as well, and we'll see what we can do, okay? Remember something, real agents work. Make sure you're one of them. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you on the next one.